Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, the dog days of summer are here. We're so close to the end of the year. We had Christian Beal on this podcast from the Starfires, who are starting to make their way up in the standings. It's going to be so fun here the next couple of weeks. You know, I don't know if it's dog days of playing baseball baseball every day because it's fun it's awesome i know i know what you mean though it makes sense but hey that doesn't mean you can't get out to a game that's so much fun you know we uh look at the nesting game the other day that felt like a dog days game it was eight to one and then it was an eight to six game and um matt malcolm hit a hit a line shot to left field that was just happened to be caught and it didn't happen to be caught it was a good catch and everything but you know, that's baseball. It's a lot of fun. The Futures League is right in the thick of it. And our our guest who uh, is on the Starfires, they're right in the thick of it as well, in the thick of this playoff race. Yeah, Christian Beal of the Starfires was really excited to be on this podcast, and we were excited to have him. And we're looking forward to these playoff runs coming in hot here. It's almost August. It's crazy. And and it's going to be fun down the stretch. Make sure you tune into all of our games. And the finale of our four Nesson games comes on Saturday, where the New Britain Bees play host to the Vermont Lake Monsters, two teams. Vermont currently in second place. The Bees just outside looking in of the playoff race. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, Vermont's coming off that historic win streak. And these two are matching up a few times before Saturday. So this Nesson game has the potential to be the best yet. But you saw Christian on Nesson last week, and now we're going to get to him. Yeah, we are going to get to him. And without further ado, we present our interview with Christian Beal. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who is top three in the league in average and hits and has had a remarkable summer in Westfield. It's Christian Beal of the Westfield Starfires. Christian, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to Back to the Futures. How are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be on. Yeah, we're excited to have you and we'll get started here. What has your experience been like in Westfield so far this summer? Oh, man, it's been fun. Uh, I think that my favorite part of being in Westfield was just the relationships that I've made so far. Um, we've had like a great team, a great, te- great team camaraderie. I've gotten really close to some of the guys. Um, my favorite part has got to be going to the diners every morning uh, with Peter Demaria, Sean Baritschka, and Jackson and some other guys. It was fun. Uh, you definitely like – that's definitely my favorite part of summer ball, just getting to know everyone. Um, I mean, you're with them t- 24-7 on buses, and the baseball part of takes care of itself. Um, but just kind of off-the-field off activities and stuff like that, you really – bond with each other um, and you just really get to know each other so I think that's my favorite part we've had a really really good group of guys there in Westfield you know and I guess my second favorite part is Billings Magic I think that that's really a real thing no matter if it's kind of on the road as you saw last week in Pittsfield or if it's at home then anything can happen when you got a Westfield jersey on so <laughs> it's pretty wild yeah the off the field camaraderie is super important and we've talked about Billings Magic many many times in this podcast that's awesome that you brought it up right <laughs> off the bat yeah <laughs> And the stats have spoken for, for themselves, mentioned off the top, you know, how you're top three in the, in the league and average at 321 and hits at 42. What's it been like to play the way you have this season? Oh, man, I know I've talked with Johnny. He came to the outfield um, during the All-Star game, but it's just being older, uh, being, being more mature, kind of knowing your game. Um, you know, the older I get, the more I know my strengths and weaknesses and what I need to do with certain types of pitches. Um, I'm wearing out that five, six hole all year long. I want to get beat on all speed pitches, um, you know, because I know if I get it in there, I can beat it out or I'll go to trickle in the outfield. Um, I get fastballs up in the zone, take them up and away, take them right field. So it's really just knowing my approach, being confident in who I am as a ball player um, and just being more mature, you know, not not letting pitchers um, get me up and kind of react to the pitches that they throw me, uh, which is the older I get, the more I learn, you know, about hitting really um, and the better hitter I get. So just playing to my strengths and, you know, letting the rest take care of, it, take care of itself, keeping the Ks down and getting on base. 
Yeah, absolutely. One thing I should have done in the outfield is brought Coach Deschler out there because he was your assistant at Bates. That would have been some fun content yeah, out in was. center, him him either barking at you or telling you what to do. What's yeah. it been like having him and getting to know him even better this summer? Oh, man. Well, you know, Coach Deschler has always believed in me since the moment I transferred into Bates. He's always been a guy in my corner. He's let me fail, succeed. He's always kind of embraced me as a ball player, who I am as a person also. Um, so I think that, you know, I can't really put into words what him and Coach Martin mean to me at Bates. Um, but getting to play for Coach Deschler one last time before I went to Richmond was really, really fun. Uh, I've never really played with just Coach Deschler as a head coach. So I was like, man, this is going to be interesting. I can't, you know, kind of can't wait to see what it's, it's going to be like. But um, it was a great time. Um, you know, he's, just, he's a great guy. Um, he loves baseball. He's, he breathes it and, you know, lives it. Um, and watching him kind of manage situations late in games was really, really fun. I know the Pittsfield game, I keep going back to that. But that was really, really fun. We had like no bench players left. And a lot of times this year, we've had no bench players left. He likes putting everyone in every single game, keeping everyone fresh. Um, and then just him, you know, went 0 for 4 or 1 for 4, him kind of breaking down each at bat with me. You know, I'm always a guy to like break down a bat. So if I roll over on a ground ball the first bat, I mean, he's my first guy I go to with third base coach. I might yell at him and say, what happened there? What you see? And, you know, he's always going to be honest with me and tell me, you know, what I need to do next time. Um, and if even if it was a good result and I got out, he'll say, you know, good result. You know, you put, put the bat on and did what you could with it. So I think that, you know, as a baseball player, he's been so important to my career. And, you know, he always reminds me that, you know, I got more career to go there at Richmond and, you know, to keep my body fresh and everything like that. But he's always, he's been a guy in my corner that I'm going to miss um, at Richmond for sure. So was Deschler part of the recruitment for you to Westfield? Did you have an option? Because he was your college coach. That'd be kind of weird if you played against him. What, how'd you exactly end up on the Starfires? <laughs> well, getting on a summer ball team is not like the easiest <laughs> feat or easiest task definitely you know during the school year but I was signed to a Northwoods team for the second year in a row uh actually and I've never played in Northwoods like in a Northwoods game I just love the Futures League yeah I was signed to a team in Canada one team that can't I can't even think of names anymore um but I was signed to a team in Canada in Northwoods and they didn't happen because of COVID so it was like the end of March and there I was again had no place to play and you know the Richmond coaches were we were all kind of figuring it all out and, you know, I needed at-bats because I only played eight games at Bates this year. Um, so I had only had like 32 at-bats. Um, I needed to get some at-bats before I went to Richmond. And, you know, Futures League, Westwood Sunrise was, was there. And it ended up being Jackson committed in April. So we wanted to kind of get to know each other, um, live together, and just kind of, you know, get, play baseball together before we went to Richmond. Um, and that was we were able to get at-bats to Westfield and um, get to know each other. So it was a win-win situation. Um, and then, you know, here I am uh, in, in July, play good baseball, and I get to go home, relax for two weeks and go to Richmond. So it was a win-win for sure. And Deschler recruiting, I would be lying to you if I didn't say that, you know, playing for Deschler just like it didn't entice me or anything like that. But, you know, I definitely think yeah, he, that played a role in it. <laughs> and you just transitioned perfectly into the next question we were going to ask you was Jackson Peterson, your future teammate at Richmond, talked a lot about you on his podcast episode and his decision to play with Westfield and play with you. So what was it like having him? as a teammate this summer and getting to know him before you even stepped on campus? Oh, man, it was fun. I mean, Jackson's a North Chicago guy. I'm a South Chicago guy. Um, so I'm a White Sox fan. He's a Cubs fan. So, you know, we wrapped the bat. We're feuding about that. Uh, but, you know, being both Chicago, we all we have a connection like no other um, just because we're both from, from Chicago. Both our second year playing the Futures League, obviously. Blues are gone by playing the Blues. So we knew each other then. Uh, we're both pretty vocal. Um, we're both kind of uh, – easygoing guys and you know so I think that that was really easy to get along with him 
Um, and, you know, Jackson is off the field. He's a very, very funny guy. So I needed that, you know, off the field, on, on the field, baseball is obviously a stressful game. So off the field, he keeps it really, really loose. And, uh, you know, living with him was fun, man. And I'm excited to live with him. He's my roommate in Richmond, too. So I'm excited to keep growing our relationship. And, you know, it'd be a good time down there in Virginia. Yeah, the partnership continues on campus. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, it'd be fun. And at Bates, you also played with Jack Aaron, who is now an assistant coach with Brockton. What was it like playing with Jack and now seeing him in the in the Rocks organization as an assistant coach? Man, Jack Jack is a one of a kind dude, man. When I first got to Bates, he welcomed me with open arms. You know, he knew what kind of player I was. Um, we're very similar in the way we go about our business and the way we like to compete. Uh, whether that's sprints, whether that's B, you know BP hit the ball on the ground the other way, and whether that's in games, we're very similar in that regard, and we definitely bring out the best of each other. Um, Jack was our captain my sophomore year and he did a great job of that. He was my captain my junior year too, dealing with all the COVID circumstances. Um, I always knew Jack was going to be a coach. <laughs> he's just one of those guys, man. You just know that he's going to be a coach one day. Um, but seeing him this year, it was awesome. I, you know, I think that it was something special. You know, I think that he's very at home there in, you know, in third base, coaching third base. And, you know, I'm very proud of him. Uh, I know this is the start of his coaching career. And I just can't wait to see how far it goes for him. Yeah, it was just a very like, it's kind of like at home experience for me um, to see him there, me, you know, uh, in the batter's box, seeing also him when I was in Westfield. It's like the away dugout is really on top of you. And uh, seeing him and seeing him right there, you know, barking at me, you know, talking mess like he always does. And, you know, me getting a single or whatever it may be, you know, me barking back. I mean, that's our relationship for you. And then after the game, you know, we'll text about it a lot. We just text him yesterday because you know, I'm leaving, heading out. But, uh, you know, he's, He's going to have a great coach career. Um, and I know he impacts so many ball players already. He's going to continue to impact so many ball players as, as, as time carries on, as life carries on. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's important to have that relationship, even with, with you both moving on from Bates. And you mentioned it a couple times already. You played, played for Bristol in 2019. What was that experience like? It was fun, man. It was my first real, like, taste of summer ball. And, you know, I don't know people, summer ball's a grind. I mean, I, I don't, people say what they want, but it's a grind. Um, so it was definitely my first real taste of it. Um, I got, I got it injured my first, my third year in Bristol um, at the end of May. And I missed the first two weeks. Um, so that was a lot like, you know, trying to work to get back, to get that, get my arm back. And, you know, I stayed there the entire time. I didn't go home, which was a testament to just wanted to be in Bristol and, you know, my host family and everything that the Bristol Blues stand for. So I came back and, you know, I put together a, a pretty decent year. I was like the fan vote, didn't get the fan vote. Like I didn't win it, but I was all-star fan vote despite missing the two weeks. Um, and that was just a growing for me. It was really good. It was like a growing um, summer for me as a ball player, but also as a man, um, how to handle adversity. Um, going from Bates pitching to Fuse League pitching or Nesca pitching. Fuse League pitching was an adjustment in itself. Wooden bat was adjustment itself. Um, so it was definitely a, a season or a summer for adjustments. Um, and then, you know, going back to Bates, I was a, a more mature player, um, but playing at Bristol was fun. We definitely had a very, very good team then uh, with Austin White, Brandon Miller, um, Kyle Maves. We had a great Will Nowak. We had a great team and we made it to the championship. And I'm still very, very mad that we didn't win that year. We lost to Worcester and that was, uh, that was pretty heartbreaking. I'm not going to lie to you. We, we really wanted to win that one. Um, so that was still, it still hard, <laughs> touches my heart a little bit, but <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, that was an incredible team in Bristol, and and that was a crazy championship series, and definitely not the not the result you guys wanted. But I was there for your win against North Shore, and that was that was something. You guys were 
loud as can be during that one. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy series. I mean, we were down a lot in the third inning at, at North Shore. We came back and won that game. And then there was like a rain delay. When we came back to Bristol, I believe that lasted like three hours. You need to get back until 1130. Bristol faithful stayed back, stayed, stayed late. And we ended up winning that game to go to the championship. So that was, that's good baseball, man. That had like a really playoff atmosphere to it. And I'm excited to see uh, this Westfield Starfires team, uh, you know, compete for a playoff spot down the, the stretch here and see if they can put together a run for sure. Yeah, the stretch is certainly going to be exciting. We have a couple weeks left. For those of you who don't know, the regular season ends on August 12th. So it's going to be a grind until then. The grind keeps going, like you said, Christian. Yeah. We're going to do a little non-baseball segment here. It's called Need for Speed. It has to do with Starfire's nickname, obviously. Okay. So if you could fly a Starfire plane, where could you? Where would you go? I could fly a Starfire plane. Um, Italy, for sure. Fly to Italy? Okay. Yeah, I cool. love Italy and South Any France, reason? So. Have I you been there love- before? Yeah, I've been to South of France. It's like my favorite place in the world. So Italy, South of France, I'm taking it straight there and landing it. <laughs> so does the Starfire on your hat and on your jersey make you feel faster on the bases? Um, For sure, yeah. I agree. You just feel like you're a jet? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm definitely still in a base. When I dive, I feel like I'm coming in for a landing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you're, when you're uh, watching Top Gun, do you like Maverick or Goose? Which, 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 which side do you pick? Uh, Maverick, for sure. Maverick, and what, what would what would your call name be if you were a Top Gun pilot? <sighs> My call name, um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, it's got to be Billy Twenty Nine, just because everyone calls you Billy Twenty Nine. So it's got to be that. <laughs> Are you gonna be in Top Gun too? You know Billy what? I, I wish I was. I think I would do it amazing. I'd be an amazing addition to that cast and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe if you guys make a couple phone calls for me, I would love to be on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll add BL29 to the list. For sure, man. <laughs> hey, we don't want to stop the puns now. So you're gunning for a new school this fall as you're transferring to Richmond, as you've mentioned. What led to that decision to spend your post-grad year in Virginia? Um, a lot of, uh, well, a lot led to it, honestly. Um, I'm a big believer uh, when it comes to, I want my coaches to believe in me kind of more than I believe in myself. I think that's really important for any athlete, no matter the sport. Um, I loved Coach Mulberg, who's assistant there. I love Coach Woodson. I love what they stand for. Um, and I loved how the relationship they have with Martin at, Co- at Bates, too. Uh, Martin's always in my corner. He's like one of my best friends and mentors as a baseball player. Um, so, you know, I knew that if their relationship, that was, you know, they're good people. It was a good place to be. Um, and also academics. Um, I wanted to get my MBA. Um, and I knew I had two years of eligibility left. It's a two-year program there. Um, really, really good business school. Um, so it was just the right fit for me all in all. Um, I knew that, you know, where they were uh, down south, too. I wanted to be in kind of a warmer climate because, you know, up in Maine, it can get cold, man. Um, so it's just a, it was just a perfect fit for me. Um, and it kind of made my uh, Coach Martin and Coach Usher made that process extremely easy. Um, and so did Coach Moberg and Coach Woodson. So it was just a win-win situation. Uh, that whole thing happened uh, last summer. So I knew going into Bates, messing year I was going there. So it was just, I, it was a perfect situation for me. Yeah, so you're going to be down south for the first time. You're from Chicago. Yeah. You were at Miami, Ohio for a year. And then, you know, even worse snow up in Maine for, <laughs> a, for a couple of years there. Yeah. Are you excited for the winter? Are you excited for obviously going down there in general? But what, what are some of the differences you're looking forward to? Man, I mean, 
I'm looking forward for everything, honestly. I'm looking forward for a turf field. Finally, I'm a baby. We didn't have a turf field, so I'm looking forward for a turf field because those ground balls, you know, can squeak through um, pretty easily. Um, I'm looking for the high weather, like I said. Uh, I'm looking for, you know, to compete at the highest level also. I'm a big, you know, I want to compete, 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 no matter, you know, practice in games, you know, during the A-10, you know, hopefully we can make a regional. Um, but I just want to compete, man. Uh, you know, being a small guy, it's hard to make it, you know, to that level. Um, so I want to I want to make it, you know, have a really, really good year, really good two years there and help them win an A-10 championship and, and beyond. Um, and then I also want to, you know, succeed in the classroom. <laughs> so, you know, I, I come there with a lot of goals and uh, I hope to accomplish them all for sure. Absolutely. So spiders are not as fast as starfires, though. So are you going to steal less bases? Uh, no, I'm probably going to. Uh, no, I hope I can steal more. I, my, one of my goals is to steal 25 plus bags. I haven't done it yet. Um, so I hope I can get it next year. So we'll see what happens. But that's one of my goals. So I, I, a spider better not be slower than a starfire because if, if it is, we're <laughs> in some trouble. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. 25 bags, easy. Yeah, <laughs> right? There you go. <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, it's something I'm achieving, uh, trying to go for. So we'll see what happens, man. It's all about going the right pitches. And, you know, I, I also don't want to get thrown out a lot too. So like, it's a fine, like medium, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Before we soar back to our interview with Christian Beal, we want to share a message from our friends at 78 Sports. Do you have kids playing baseball or softball? We all know practice time is limited, especially here in New England, not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities. So let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, just by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. Now, coming in for a landing with Christian Beale. So back to Bates for a minute. You were obviously a team captain. You mentioned that earlier, and we'll get to the stats and accolades in a minute, but you certainly left your mark in Lewiston, Maine. What were your biggest takeaways from playing at Bates, and what was it like playing there for the three seasons that you did? Wow. I can't even really put into words what Bates has meant to me. I, I, you know, I've tried so many times because I didn't know at the end of Ohio what my baseball career is even going to be like. Um, you know, I really, you know, I have no idea. I just knew I wanted to work hard, and, you know, wherever it, it took, it took me. And here we are three years later going to Richmond. Um, but, you know, everyone welcomed me at Bates with open arms and they believed in me since the moment I stepped foot on campus. And, you know, they accepted the person I was, the player I was, and they, they let me be me. And, uh, you know, that's really big for a baseball player. Um, you know, because you can, it allows you to just fail, succeed, wherever you may be, they're always going to be there for you um, and be there for you. Um, but I think that most importantly, we had just a great group of guys um, led by Jack Aaron um Alex Simon my sophomore year um and then Jack was just just like a big brother to me throughout my time there and then he made my transition to captain my senior year really really easy Bates is up there in Maine it's obviously yeah when we have a tough winter but we have a tremendous um hitting facility there uh, and it allowed me to go in you can go there all hours of the night as a baseball player um and I really took advantage of that my time at Bates I would go in there 11 o'clock at night you know before practice whatever it may be and it allowed me to really really work on some things 
um, with Coach Dashler and some of my other teammates. Um, so I think that that was really important for my hitting development um, and who I, where I wanted to be as a hitter. I just can't really thank Coach Martin and Coach Jackson enough uh, for believing in me and letting me go out there every single day uh, and, and, you know, trusting me to be that leadoff man. Um, sometimes been third, you know, in man center field, uh, you know, allowed me to run around, dive, make mistakes, but also make the spectacular plays um, because those are what come, you know, those, those are the things that come with making the spectacular plays. Everyone sees the diving catches, but, you know, there's mistakes that go along with it too. I think when you have a coach that believes in you and is willing to accept those mistakes, that's when those spectacular plays become even more um, and you get to see those even more. So it was a spectacular time, man. Uh, I'm going to miss it, um, but I'm excited for Richmond. Yeah, you're certainly diving around a lot this spring, even though it was only eight games. You're the defensive player of the year. That's the icing on the cake on top of the first team, all NESCAC honors. He hit 375. So on paper, an eight-game season and a 68-game season are the opposite. And I know you're you're uh, you're heading to Richmond now. You're 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 done at Westfield. Um, first off, congrats on a great summer. You you transitioned to that. 60 plus game season very well because you're 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 leading the league and and some stats now what was it like to have a good spring and then how how different was it transitioning into an everyday schedule in the summer not different man i mean when you love the game uh you just love playing <laughs> you know i mean i i hate sitting so and definitely knows that you know i hate going to the ballpark and not playing so it's really hard for me to do that um, so I, I go to the ballpark every, every day, you know, wanting to play every day and contribute to a team win. Um, but I think it's consistency, man. I think that, you know, it was really hard to get in the groove, um, you know, with eight game season because of the, we had a COVID shutdown in the middle of the season um, and then really playing the weekend. So it's really hard to get in the groove and, and be consistent. So I was really looking forward to this, you know, the future schedule of playing Tuesday to Sunday because you can get a kind of inconsistent groove no matter you know even though it's a lot of games you can get kind of in a groove you know really you'd be consistent in your um, approach and in you know you as a player but I think that I forgot how long you have you can have a great Tuesday Wednesday right like two or four three four and then you still got like four games left on the week you know to continue to manifest that you know continue to go off a build off of the two first two games you had and I forgot about that you know dates this year was like all right, you got three, three, four games, you do good in those, and then it's like a break. In this, this summer, you had to keep on building off of them, keep on growing and keep on, you know, adjusting the pitchers and, you know, keep on mentally being locked in um, every single day. Um, so I think that that was, you know, that just comes with maturity too. I think that where I am, 22 years old, you know, I think that that helps me, you know, handle those, you know, handle the long schedule and, and really transition from the eight game to the 61. It was fun. It's baseball, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, obviously it's playing is playing and uh, and yeah, playing every day is, is the best part. The eight game schedule, it's like when you're only playing weekends, was it harder mentally or physically or, you know, seeing pitches? You, you obviously didn't get as many, you know, live at bats, um, but how do you, is that harder mentally or physically do you think this spring? Definitely mentally. Um, I think that mentally it's tougher. Um, baseball is such a mental game, man. I mean, if you're checked out mentally, then, you know, you're checked. It's hard to succeed in the game. It's, you know, you're gonna have a lot of confidence day in and day out. But I think that also from a leadership role, it was a grind to get everyone ready to go because of the eight game season. I mean, you're, you're a leader, you want the team to be ready to go. And it was just tough to get everyone ready to go when you knew, like, you didn't even know if you're going to be playing on Saturday. <laughs> to be realistically, you just didn't know. Um, so, you know, I, w I definitely try to make sure my team is ready to go. And I think that also kind of helped me mentally, too, because I was so invested in trying to get my team ready to go. I was invested in the game, too. 
because you know I just check kind of like makes you be more focused because I was leader you know I was leader this year but I think that that's one of the things I remember a lot about this year was just being a leader and trying to get the young guys you know invested in it because uh, those guys missed high school and then they have an eight game season you know they haven't played in two years so I just wanted to keep reminding that this isn't normal times like this isn't what you expect from Bates College this isn't like this is we're just trying to roll up the punch of what we have and go out and play good baseball. So I think that that was really like from a mental standpoint, that was that was definitely tough um, to get them ready to go and you know try to keep reminding them that this was not you know like a real seat like wasn't like a real season. But you know you guys continue to still take this for you know take this college experience as something and continue to grow off of that physically. I was fresh every day. <laughs> I was fresh every game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was fresh, ready to go. It's been a long time. Last summer, I only played in, I was blessed to play in Newport League, um, but it wasn't, it was like, it started in, I think, July 10th and went to the August 15th. So again, like abbreviated schedule. So I didn't play again until March. My body was uh, pretty fresh. My legs are fresh, ready to go. Yeah, that's great to stay fresh. And, you know, those comments are spoken like a true leader trying to motivate the guys in the locker room to, you know, stay in it even with the abbreviated schedule. So that's that's good leadership right there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I learned from Jack Aaron. So <laughs> that's a good teacher right there. And before you ended up at Bates, you were at the University of Miami, Ohio for a brief period. What was your experience like there? Ah, uh, man, uh, I'd be lying to you it was if I said anything other than it was a, a growing experience for me as a man. As a high school kid, I, wow, I had a great high school career, um, but I was little, man. I probably, when I walked in the campus, my freshman, year, I probably was like 150 pounds soaking wet. You know, I had no idea what college baseball was going to be like. Um, I had a preferred walk-on spot there. Things didn't work out, man. And, you know, I, I could have, you know, walked away from baseball and, you know, focused on academics, but, you know, I knew I had more, I had more left to give. Um, and I would be selling myself short. I had a, I had a mom and a, grand, a grandpa in my corner who always believed in me, and they put a lot in this game growing up, and I knew I had to be them disservice if I didn't keep on trying. I hit the, what, I hit like the portal um, in November of my freshman year, and a couple schools reached out, Cornell and Bates did, and those were like my last two. And uh, man, John Martin at Bates, he was my guy. I played with him in the summer before I went to my Ohio. And he told me things working in Ohio, give him a call. And, you know, I loved playing with him overseas. And, you know, I knew that, like I said, he believed in what I believe in myself. I keep going back to that because that's so important for kids out there um, who are looking to play college baseball or any college sport. And Martin did that. And I don't think I would be where I am now. Um, and had so much fun playing the game I love uh, if it wasn't for Coach Martin and Bates. Um, so, you know, that's that was my time in Ohio. And it led to a, to a blessing in Bates. And uh, I can't thank it enough. And then on the Richmond and Futures League and beyond. So <laughs> it was, it's been fun. Absolutely. And we talked so much about this season, but one more thing about Miami, if you don't mind. So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we ask everyone about how they get recruited from high school and a kid from Chicago ends up, ends up in Ohio. How did that work out? What year was it? Uh, give us a little deep dive into, not deep dive, but <laughs> a little behind uh, the scenes into Christian Beal's recruitment process. Yeah, it's funny. I have a lot of people want to know about that. <laughs> it's a, always a powerful conversation. Um, my recruiting process in high school was, it was tough, to be honest with you. Being a little dude, I always put up good numbers um, in terms of in games, um, but I never was, man, I didn't throw the hardest. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't always the fastest. Uh, I didn't have the most power. Um, so it was always a, a 
you know, showcases were tough. I'm not going to lie to you. But I knew once I was in game, I could compete with anyone. So I, I always believed in that. And I went to a lot of showcases. I went to a lot of summer camps um, in terms of around the country. I went to Vanderbilt. I went to all the Ivies. I always wanted to go Ivy League. I knew that I had good enough grades to. And I always wanted to go there. I talked to a lot of Ivy League schools. Certain things didn't work out in terms of like the right fit, who they wanted, um, certain. It just did, things didn't work out in terms of, you know, that process there. Um, I had some other preferred walk-on spots at some other schools around the Midwest. And I was talking to a lot of schools. I was talking to Illinois and some other, you know, schools just preferred walk-on spots. And I fell in love with Money Viles Business School. I felt like that was a place I could play and succeed at. It was mid-major. And I felt like, you know, I could play infield and outfield there and, grow um, and it was a good academic got in the honors program which again was important because i told you i really want to go to the best academic school i looked at some d3s wash U, and some other schools like that but i i felt like maybe i was a better fit for me i always bet on myself it's, like i always live my life betting on myself and i thought that you know i went there I could prove myself and you know contribute and that stuff and i failed <laughs> you know in the, in the fall of my freshman year there and you know it's all about how you get back up you know i got back up went to bait so a lot of a lot of schools were in that mix though in high school <laughs> Too many. I can't. It was five years ago, but a lot of schools are in the mix during that, and it was uh, a long process. My my mom's not here; she just walked out. But she would tell you it was. A, she always talks about the process, man. And it was it was a long process, man. I've talked to so many schools out east, Bucknell. I mean, it, it, when you go to showcases, a lot of schools talk to you. So it was a a long process. But you know, I think that it's pretty cool that nowadays so many schools get to recruit from like all all over. Like I went to Bates, and like we had a kid from Hawaii. So like, you know, it was like all over the place, man. But um, yeah, man, it was a process that I never forget. And it kind of really molded me into the man I am today, honestly. Before we return to our interview with Christian Beal, we want to share a message from our friends at On Demand Storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On Demand Storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you. When you want something put back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, dot com. We now return to our interview with Christian Beal. Yeah, absolutely. Baseball can definitely do that for someone. So, You've talked more than anyone, at least this season of Back to the Futures, about your pride in your academics, your pride in the classroom. Where did that start? And obviously, it's so important. It's more important. You can't speak to how important, you know, being smart in the classroom is whether it's you get to play professionally base, baseball because then you still need, you know, an after <laughs> something after your career or you don't get to play baseball professionally. How important is that? And where did that start? And Talk to us a little bit about how important that is to you. Uh, yeah, man. It started with my mom. Um, my mom had me at a young age. Um, she went to Tufts for a year. And then she transferred to Chicago, so two phenomenal ac academic institutions. Um, and, I mean, as soon as I met, as long as I can remember, it was always um, school and baseball. Uh, you know, it was finish homework, go hit. And that was that. Or finish homework, round really little, go play another sport. You know, it's those two things. And, you know, I knew that you know, school was always going to be, you know, my thing, like something to I fall back on. It was just like something that was going to take me to the, to the life that I wanted to live. I knew that baseball, if I tried hard in both baseball and school, then they, no one could tell me anything, <laughs> you know? And I think that those were two things that, you know, if I could succeed at both, which you can, you know, 
then I don't want to, you know, I, there's no one else that can, you know, can be me. And I feel like that was really the most important thing for me. It was just, I, I want to succeed in both. And I wanted to have unlimited options throughout my life, um, whether it be go to the best academic school, go to the best baseball school. Um, and then, you know, hopefully they meet somewhere and then every, you know, everything's perfect. Um, but I think that going to Bates, very, very rigorous um, institution. Um, it really tested me and my academic ability. Um, and to come out of there, the, um, succeeding the way I did meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to my family. Um, it was really a true testament of, of everything that they've instilled in me and everything that I've worked for. Um, so I, I couldn't ask for it to be at a better institution that, that wise. Um, and then just, you know, like I said, in high school, I knew where I wanted to be, you know, in terms of academic and baseball. And you just got to work for it, man. <laughs> Yeah, you were an all-academic selection in the spring and then for the next CAC spring of 2021, so congratulations for that. And again, you. you know, you've taken so much pride in, a, in academics, and that's awesome. And, you know, it's not it's not unheard of, but it's it seems to be getting rarer and rarer these days with guys trying to get to the professionals. So that's definitely, that's definitely good to have both in a parallel line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was blessed enough to be around of, my mom is a financial advisor, and I was around of a good amount of, whether it be you know, her friends are just people. I was on a lot of professional athletes and, you know, it was just, I needed to, you just need to do good in school, man. <laughs> like, it's just not, it's pretty blunt, but it's pretty simple. And I was always, people always kept telling me that and I would be a fool not to listen to them no matter how good I was at, at baseball. Um, and so, yeah, man, I just, you know, I kept putting academics first and baseball one A as that's what uh, Coach Martin puts that Bates as it's academics one, and then baseball one A. So I, I like the way he does that, and that's something that's uh you know that's why I loved it there because it's my mold. Yeah, that's awesome. And the one and one A were definitely both successful at Marion Catholic High School where you played baseball. You guys were the runner-ups in the 20, 2017 IHSA state champs championship. So what was your overall high school experience like, and and what was it like to play for Marion Catholic? Wow, I mean, you're really, really going back in time with this. Um, Marion Catholic, I mean, I loved it. I, I grew up with, I can so many, I'm sure you guys grew up playing baseball with your friends, um, and you guys are probably still friends with them now, and you probably went to high school with them, and that was the same for me. Uh, I grew up with uh, my best friend, Mark. We played travel ball together, and we ended up going to Marion together, and, you know, that was, that was big for us. We went to Marion because we wanted to win a state title growing up, and um it was a phenomenal experience mark just graduated from maryland he's a pitcher there um but that experience was phenomenal um you know my senior year making that state title was crazy uh, just because we were 500 team and he put it together made the state title that game we lost to a team in our conference that we beat twice in the regular season which that's that hurts and we were down eight one eight one in the Seventh inning, no, in the sixth inning, came back tied up bottom of six, eight, eight, and there was a ball in the gap, and I dove out. I couldn't get it, and they scored two runs to make it 10-8, and that's all she wrote, but that team was good. We had Pierce Jones. He was a Little League World Series. He had three home runs, that kid. He's a very good dude, uh, some of my friends, and we had Mark. Mark is a phenomenal player, um, and there's some other guys, you know, guys in that team who, you know, that was a really, really good team, um, but yeah, man, it was a it was a phenomenal time, and it meant a lot to our town and and at the time. And you know, I, it's just a phenomenal experience for my family and all of our families. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And and you never forget your high school experiences. So that's awesome. And the Chicago Tribune also did a, a did a story on you about the uh, about making the state state semi. So that's you know, that's cool too. Getting a little uh, getting a little action from the, from the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's a good dude, Pat DeCibeto. I think he probably wrote that, and he was always you know they did a good job of uh, following um, high school sports, and they still do. I think he just he think he just retired though this year. But yeah, they do a phenomenal job in Chicago of of really investing. I mean, their high school sports, whether it be basketball with Simeon, with I'm sure you guys know Derrick Rose and all that stuff, with Simeon, and then you got such good uh, high school basketball, and then football is prime time, and then, you know, just baseball is good too, so it's a good city to be in, and everyone kind of invests themselves really into high school sports, so it makes us uh, feel like a little bit of stars when we're not, we're really not, but it makes us feel like a little bit of stars. Yeah, a little bit of stardom never hurt anybody. Right, there you go. And before we get to our final segment, how about a message to Starfire fans as we're approaching the dog days of summer and the and the playoff race getting tighter? Man, well, first to thank you to all the Starfire fans out there who came and supported us and made the ballpark such a fun place to play in. Um, and so it's a difficult place to play for away teams. Um, you know, thank you guys. You guys make the summer what it is for us. And, you know, when it's a Saturday ball game, we played five ball, five games already. You know, the fans are packed, you know, packed on that su- Sunday game really, really makes us dig a little deeper and, you know, we really want to win. Um, so, you know, thank you guys for showing up and even dealing with this tough rain that we've been dealing with this year. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with it. It made it fun for us. And we got a great team. And I just, I hope that, you know, they, you know, they stick, they keep on growing as the next week's advance and keep on fighting for that playoff push because, Oh man, we got a deep team. Um, lot lineup is deep and it's good. Uh, Cole's great. JV is great. You know, we got a deep lineup with pieces like Hunter, uh, Pasqualini, who's a grinder. Oh man, you got guys, uh, Henry Martinez, Cody Bay, you know, those, those guys are grinders, man. And then you, you got big guys like Cole Bartles who can do it. Uh, and Cam Meyer, it's a deep lineup, man. And you know, I, I know that they feed off the crowd, so it's going to be fun to watch to see how far the Starfires go. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to put on a Starfires uniform for the past wow, month and a half and, and play in front of you guys. Uh, you know, I try to give you guys my all, and I hope hope you guys are pleased with my effort. <laughs> yeah, they certainly should be. And we now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field hat of the Futures League. Zephyr, high-quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Christian, we have a couple more questions for audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's do it. Favorite teammate that you've played with in the FCBL? Oh, wow. I, that, that's a tough one. I've played with a lot of good dudes. Can I, like, say three? Yes, sir. All right, so her teammate, Peter DeMaria. No Nesca guy, Austin White, and uh, man, this is gonna be a tough one. But I'm gonna go with Sean Berichka, um this year too. I love, I love Sean and Dougie De La Cruz. Dougie, I love you. With <laughs> Sean, yeah. all of them, man. Yeah, that's a tough question right off the bat, but you you handled it, it like a champ. So. <laughs> it is. And then how about favorite ballpark you've played in and one that you've attended as a fan? Wow, favorite one I've attended as a fan of for so. I got to go guaranteed Ray Field where the White Sox play because I grew up going there. I love it. It's a new one. Um, I think that MLB's got the, you know, some ballparks are new, some have the old field. Old field, I got to go with Fenway. I, I love Fenway. Um, I, I just, I, when I came to New England, I, how would you not love Fenway? So I love Fenway. So guaranteed Ray and Fenway. Played in, I've never, I've never played in MLB ballparks. So I can't say I have. Like, I know Jackson said he did. I, I, I wasn't cool enough to play there. Um, 
Man, Clayton. Wow. Um, I really like playing in Norwich this year. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really like playing in Norwich at Dodd Stadium. I think that there's that's pretty cool. Um, and then last year I played in Newport at Cardine's Field, which is also cool. But Norwich was it's a lot of history there. I know a lot of guys who played minor league ball there. Um, and I just love hitting there. I've had some pretty good games there, so <laughs> I want to go and say Norwich for sure. Yeah, wherever you rake, it's a, it's the good, it's the best stadium to play. Right, you know that. Come on, yeah, Max. come on now. <laughs> then how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? A sports stadium, a bucket list, Staples Center for sure. Um, I want to go to, I, I want to go to the Super Bowl. I've never been there. I think that, I mean, come on, Super Bowl would be fun. And I actually want to go to like the Olympics. I don't know why. I just, I want to go visit the Olympics. I want to see like, you know, go watch a, a track meet or like a swimming water polo or something like that. I think it'd be really cool. So the Olympics and Super Bowl for sure. And then the Staples Center. Awesome. And you mentioned your favorite team was the White Sox earlier. So how about favorite big league player, whether it's current or historical? Hands down, Tim Anderson. Without a doubt, it's my guy through and through. Um, yeah, yeah, he's my guy, man. So Tim Anderson for sure. Tim Anderson, one of the flashiest and and funniest players to watch in the league. I absolutely love watching him too. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a good dude. Yeah. And then how about a big leaguer that you try and model your game after, whether it's an as an outfielder or as a speedster on the bases? Um, I think it's changed throughout my life. Um, obviously growing up, I thought I could home run. So like he was going to be a home run hitter, but then I realized I wasn't blessed enough to do that. So, um, I love the way Don Fletcher plays the game. Um, Angel second baseman. I'm an outfielder, but I love the way Don Fletcher plays the game and he's actually helped me mature into the player that I think I am today. Um, just scrappy, go get, you know, put the ball and play and run. Um, and you know, got a little bit of pop in there. So, you know, he does. So I, I would say I want to model my game off of, uh, guys like that you know, who just work hard and are scrappy and don't take it for granted. Um, I think Don Fletcher is like that. So I want to model my game with Don Fletcher for sure. Um, contributes in different ways that stat guys don't even like really look at. I mean, you can steal bases, um, go to first and third on singles, um, cover a lot of ground and shifts and just be that kind of guy. I think that that is so, uh, just so special to a team. And so, you know, teams need that. I think uh, in, in, the, in the era in baseball, everyone's obsessed with the long ball and stuff like that. So I think Don Fletcher is a guy I'm having my game off of um, and, and, and want to be like, I just wish he was an outfielder, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Those intangibles are always an asset. Um, another yeah. intang- Well, it's not an intangible because it's on paper. What's your walk-up music at Bullens Field? Wow. That's a very personal question because I, 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 you guys really do your homework because that's a question that goes along with Coach Deschler because um, he is a big uh, karaoke guy. If you, if you ever get him, get time with him, talk to him, you know, put this in the Futures League. Coach Dash is a phenomenal karaoke singer, and his go-to is Miami. So I decided that I was going to have Miami as a walk-up song this year because I wanted him to really get into it. And it's a couple times this year where, like, let's say I had two hits or three hits, and I was up for the, you know, we had a big lead. I saw him over there dancing and singing a little bit. So that was my walk-up song was entirely dedicated to him. And so many umpires like, you from Miami? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm from Chicago, all right? It's just, that's just, I had songs for him, all right? Just understand that. So it's, it was Miami by Will Smith, uh, strictly because Coach Dashler and his karaoke skills. <laughs> so we got to, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll make note of that. We got to have him on and maybe he'll do a, do a little number for us. Dude, he'll laugh for days, man. He'll like, he would he'd be so <laughs> embarrassed. He wouldn't even know what to do. I feel, I feel like he like 
wouldn't talk, but you know, you should definitely, he's, he's a character and he loves karaoke. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you superstitious? Um, I, so yesterday in the game, um, we, no, Nesson game, actually, we were eight up eight to one, right? You guys are there, right? Eight one. And again, we were, had the verge of mercy. I was like, all right, let's get three runs and let's mercy them on Nesson. I thought that'd be pretty cool. The day before that we were in New Britain and it was 12 to two or 11 to one, whatever it may be. And I'm like, all right, let's mercy him. Went out and the guy hits a three run homer. And I'm like, dude, what the heck? And then the same thing happened on Sunday. I mean, on Saturday, and I literally said, I'm not superstitious. So I'm going to say it again. Let's mercy them in the dugout. And then some dude hits a home run. And I'm like, dude, what is going on? So forget it. I am superstitious now. I, I can't, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not because I'm, I don't really pay attention to stuff like that, but I couldn't believe that happened. So I, I got to say I a little am now. <laughs> so you got to put those home runs on your ERA. Dude, I, I literally told um, <laughs> Roland, I'm sorry. I told him I was sorry. I, I like, I'm dude, I'm, I, he was like, yeah, I know you said it. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I, I like watched over the fence and I was just like, like, what the heck, dude? Like, it's just like, why does that have to happen? I'm just like, why does it have to happen like that? But yeah, man, that's, I am definitely superstitious now coming after that. And I guess if I get out, like if I'm over six with batting gloves, I won't wear those same batting gloves anymore. Like that's just bad juju. Like I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. All right. Well, welcome to the superstition community. <laughs> Moving on a little bit. When you're at the game as a fan, whether it's uh, watching a White Sox game or over here at Fenway or something, what's your ballpark food, your go-to? Dippin' Dots. I mean, I know it's not food, but dude, I love Dippin' Dots, man. Like, who does not love Rainbow Dippin' Dots? So, uh, Dippin' Dots and nachos. But yeah, I mean, that's my fat boy coming out of me. But yeah, definitely Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a good combo. Are you a bubblegum guy or sunflower seeds guy? Sunflower seeds, for sure. During the game or just hanging out? I don't eat anything during the game. Like, I can't, like, do anything during the game when I'm playing. But if I have an off day, like I told you, I, like, I, don't, I, I get bored. So, like, I got to have sunflower seeds in. I got to, like, do something because I can't, you know, I got to do something when I'm not when I'm resting. But uh, definitely, like, not in the game. Yeah, it makes sense. And last question of our quick hit segment presented by Zephyr. What's your all-time favorite baseball memory? Um, my all-time favorite baseball memory. Um, I've been a part of a lot of great memories. Um, I have two. My first one was I hit my first ever home run in Cooperstown, All-Star Village. And that was pretty cool. My grandpa went to like go like get the ball like in the mud. It was like in the mud and like it was over the green monster thing. So I got a t-shirt. It was really cool. And then I found out this year that my grandpa actually didn't find that ball. He found like another ball next to it and he said it was that ball, which was like, damn, dude, like, okay, cool. But um, that was pretty cool memory. And then that state run you were talking about, um, that entire run was, was phenomenal. Um, I ended up, I think in the semifinal game, I hit a double off the wall that, um, that like, we tied up 2-2 two -two in the seventh, hit double off the wall, still third, guy threw it away, I scored a winning run. That, run, that was a phenomenal for like, I. I did no words to describe that other than it was awesome. So those two memories for sure. Yeah. It's the ones that creep near the championship that start to become the best memories for everybody. So that's, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. No, for sure. Well, Christian, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a lot of th fun, best of luck with everything. And we can't wait to see you and follow you at Richmond here during the fall and the spring. 
Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for you, you two for what you do for the Futures League. You guys make it fun for us players. So thank you. Hey, of course. You, you guys make it fun for us. Thanks, Christian. Appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate the kind words. And this has been episode 23 of season three of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.